That was just what you yeah. got. It never runs quite long enough, your intro, Johnny. It's always, it's, you kind of get right into it and it stops. It's like, oh, it yeah. yeah, but well, then, then you get to excited for us. And welcome yeah. back to another episode of the Pez and Pork Show. And as you can see, unfortunately, Pez is unavailable this week. He has some business to take care of, but we are lucky enough to have Gary, our Mr. Groovy, as our special host guest of course with always johnny in the back of the booth doing the producing and the directing of the show nice to have right, you here. i like the way I like the way you said lucky enough to have me there uh, yes we we'll are see yes. How, we'll see how we go through that before you decide whether or not you're lucky <laughs> i'm still flying from this morning so just bear with me i've got a lot of caffeine in my system oh, you that's are great. that's awesome that. I think we've had a few people have a few uh, beverages <laughs> in their system <laughs> during the show. So yeah. I, coffee is more than welcome. <laughs> I, Craig, Craig had enough for everybody. Here, so. Ah, did you do Craig in an evening, did you, when he wasn't at we work? We did Craig 11 o'clock on a Saturday night after he'd been at Bingo, Bango, Bongo, oh, uh, mm. Bingo thing. So yeah. it was a bit, uh, yeah, worse for we are. I can't remember if it was week one or two. Maybe it was two or three. Uh, was a, I had was, stayed up at 3 a.m. and did the show at 6 a.m. I was still feeling pretty uh, pretty toasty the next morning when I woke up for that show. I'm sure it probably showed in the, uh, in the video. But anyway, so Gary, it's nice to have you here. And Johnny, I think we're going to start off with uh, a couple of trades this week. Is that right? We are indeed. We so do have two have trades since the last trade. show. And I think it's I'll... the same guy every week. He's making one or two trades. Let's see what he's got first here. Ah, well, this no, is we... a different division, this one. So. Yeah, this is I'll leave you to it. I'll come back on in a bit. Yeah, so this is from the Marwick Head Division, Southampton Dockers. They receive Antonio Gibson and the White Church or the Whitchurch Warriors. Uh, receives Trevor Lawrence. So, Gary, what are you thinking about this one here? I'm thinking Whitchurch win this one, um, kind of hands down. I think Gibson is lost, or Brian Robinson at, at Washington seems to be like the stronger candidate at the running back position at Washington. So, I'm I'm a bit con I'm a bit confused by this trade because it seems like a a pretty one sided one. You know, Trevor Lawrence is doing Trevor Lawrence things, looking like a the number one pick that we thought he was a few years ago. So I'm guessing Rams was kind of light in the running back position and heavy in QB, but this seems a bit of a one-sided trade. That is exactly what I was thinking when I saw this trade. Uh, obviously, we don't have their roster. Hmm. I, I am assuming that the, the Dockers really needed some running back help. <laughs> well, unfortunately, with that one, it didn't actually go through until Friday morning because by the time they sent my message asking to post it, it was about half past 11 at night and I was asleep. That's okay. So, but it, it didn't actually need him in the end, I think. He did have a couple of other running backs, but he did lose Gibbs. But his, his uh, replacement did probably cover what Antonio Gibson... Mm. Lawrence, a high price to pay for Gibson. Yeah, that's a pricey one. I mean, Witcher sort of robbed him a little bit there, quite frankly. Yeah, well, and I hope the Warriors the highest... have UB depth of their own to give well, up. Uh, yeah, well, 
Blitner not too bad, but Richard Warriors needed a quarterback because I think uh, the time he was on a bye, Herbert was on a bye. So mm. I don't know why he got him so cheap, to be honest. But. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, as what you mentioned earlier, Gary, maybe he needed a running back. We don't know their roster, but I 100% agree with you. This looks on the surface as a clear winner. But, of course, we don't know how many quarterbacks the Warriors have or the running back situation for the Dockers. So yeah. we are both in agreement on this one, Gary. Uh, all right, what do we have next here, Johnny? Oh, we have Zach Charbonneau. A little uh, wine here with Jonathan Mingo for Kendra Miller and Gerald Everett. What are you thinking on this one, Gary? I think Port Belly is kind of... Mm, I think having Kamara back is going to impact on Miller quite drastically there. So, you know, the Charbonnet-Miller swap, I think McGonagall kind of gets the better deal of that. Everett's an interesting one. He's he's one of those times that he really should blow up. He should score a lot more, and he, he, he never seems to. And Mingo... Had a good game this week, and but he's he's in a Panthers team, which is dire. So, you know, that one looks slightly favoring Everett over Mingo, but I think the Charbonnet one makes that... It's a, it's a painful one to give up for Miller, who I know he's... You know, I mean, everybody blew out the Patriots this week for the Saints, but I've got a feeling that Kamara's going to kind of take a lion's share of that running back position at New Orleans. So... I gotta favour McGonagall just a little bit on there, but again, as we said, the other one, depending on rosters and stuff like that. Unless you've got, you know, maybe if you've got Herbert there to the Herbert Everett stack, that might look good going into like some nice sort of. Uh, you got some nice matchups for the the Chargers coming up, but I just favour the left hand side of this trade right now. I do not have Herbert as my starter. <laughs> this is my team. <laughs> uh, However, uh, you know, I made a comment last week that the one guy you should trade for is Miller. I am going to stick with him. Uh, I do like Charbonneau, but, you know, this is not Dynasty. Nah. And I'm looking at a one-season thing here, and I'm looking at both of these as rookies that are a toss-up. Mingo's a rookie with Young, and they're not really clicking right now. I hmm. do think Mingo will be be probably the best uh, player in this deal in two or three years. It could be. Could be. He's certainly got the potential there. I, I, yeah, Charbonnet's going to struggle right to get... Right? Yeah, Charbonnet's going to struggle because he's got Kenneth Walker there and he's going to, you know, to get touches and, you know, stuff like that. Miller, well, Kamara's not going to be there for too much longer, but yeah, Mingo's got that. If everything starts to click for the Panthers, you know, they've got him, they've got the new QB, who will start, you know, they're, they're being plucky and they're, they're, they're battling this season, but they need a few more pieces. It's a bit of a shame they've given away next year's first round to the Bears because the oh, Bears are going to clean up. Activating that right now. Oh, the Bears are going to clean up next draft, aren't they? Well, they should. But it's the Bears. It's the Bears. It's the Bears, right? Yeah, exactly. We don't need to worry about the Bears. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's not a, since 1985. Yeah, not since the yeah, Peyton years and and the fridge, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this one's a bit. This is a balance. There's a lot. There's a balance to it. I still, as I say, I think it's. Yeah, I was looking at it from a dynasty point of view, 
with the, the potential of how good that two could be going forward. But as a one year, as you say, if you're all in on Miller, then yeah, I think yeah. this is this this is balanced. This is this is a fair enough trade. This passes the eye test. Yeah. The previous one, I was a bit like, well, that's yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm 100% honest with myself. I do believe I'm a realist. I know I am going way out on a limb for Miller. But hmm. for every year for the past six years, I have predicted Kamara to, to be injured in that <laughs> season. And one year, I am going to be correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> the hill you're going to die on. And so I'm going to have Miller as that guy this year. All right. Yep. So uh, I actually would probably give tip the scale towards uh, McGee in this trade. He does have Charbonneau, which I think is putting up better numbers. However, Miller had, I think, 12 points today. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a solid outing. But as you said, against the Pats. And as we saw (laughs) today, (laughs) you don't need to be a good team to beat the Pats. By 38 points because the Niners whipped up on the Cowboys 42 to what? 42 10, I believe. 42 to 10. 42 10. Oh my yep. gosh. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody saw the 32 point spread. I don't think anyone thought that. I knew I mean, it was going to be a tough game. I well, I thought it was going to be a tough game. I was not expecting to really, you know, uh, I thought the Niners have the better team, but as a Cowboys fan, you have eternal hope. It's the hope that gets you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, by halftime, I was already sick. I couldn't. I, I watched the first five, six minutes of the third quarter. Turned the game well, off. I couldn't do it anymore. Well, when it, when it, when it all starters went out at the end of the third quarter, you knew it was like, wow, that's a beat down, right? It's like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There was no way that uh, that the, the Cowboys did not look good at all today. It didn't look. You didn't look good in any phase either. That's kind of the the more worry from a Cowboys perspective. You know, you guys. You know, your defense, your vaunted defense, got shredded. Your offense just nothing. You couldn't get anything going. And then you know your special teams were just constantly like, oh, just kick the ball. You had nothing. I mean, Turpin. Yes, he looks like. I think did he go out injured? Uh, Turpin did leave injured. Yes. Yeah, so I think he caught that TD, didn't he? He went out injured and didn't see him again, which is going to be a knock on your on the returning game as well. So it's exactly. just like it, it was just it was just painful for the Cowboys, and I'm saying that in a nice sympathetic way. Yeah, 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 I appreciate. Well, inside smiling at the top yeah. of my head. But... It's a good day to be a Niners fan. Oh, and I mean, don't, there's a lot of Gary. Comments. As a Cowboys fan, uh, we are used to disappointment, especially against us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I will say, we have won more meaningful games against the Niners. This is true. You have you, oh. you are 4-2 and two in the championship games. Yes. We'll give you that. <laughs> yes. All right. So, what do we have next, Johnny? I think we have some... Uh, Interesting. So, we've got a question here. Somebody... strategy with Gary. So... <laughs> somebody needs to find another way to get an RB on their team. Yeah. What's that from? Yeah, so... Now, I'm not sure who Uwe Kicks is, but the way that uh, when he says for sure, it makes me think that it's McGee, but I'm not sure. But McGee usually signs in under his McGee account. Mm. So I don't know whose team this is, but he signs in usually every week. He's a regular uh, listener. Uh, 
Do you have any advice for Uwe? Ooh, I mean, kicks. I mean, if if you if you're desperate and you need an RB, then you've got to look at who is your sellable asset, right? And if you're if you're that desperate for a running back, you've got to look at your own roster and go, are you are you stashing somebody in, and are you heavy in wide receiver? Is there somebody there that's a sellable asset? Have you got somebody like Williams, you know, Detroit? Have you got have you got an Amon St. Ra that you can put on the trade block that you can dangle the carrot you need a carrot if you're if you're looking for a running back you need to be dangling something that people are going to want to buy right now Can't throw you know you're not going to throw aaron Rodgers out there and hope that somebody's going to yeah. give you something right because it's not a dynasty league right so right yeah. now i would be putting chase out there uh yeah, high selling burrow high, right, chase after today. yep burrow hurt he's just had a big game i mean you got to throw him out there you got to throw if you've got a miami one of the miami twins yeah why not? You, you can know, get a good re- uh, receiver in return with a moderately good, you know, running back yeah. to go with that package. Certainly some good ideas there. I would put one of those high-priced wide receivers on there. Wide receiver. Yeah, and put a package out there. Why not? You know, if you've got a high-priced something and, and, you know, throw in a middling, you know, tight end and then you can maybe pick up, a, you know, two good returns. You, you, you're you probably not going to get one of your top five, you know, let's be honest, but you might get, as you say, a uh, two good ones in return for a a high value and a and a, right. middle, or a low end. That's right. Don't don't be too greedy. I think is probably the best way of looking at it. Take what you can get. Take, especially if you got to have a, a running back. I got lucky and got Kyron Williams off the waiver wire this uh, this year. Nice so, pick. Yeah. So one of the things I'm always interested in, because uh, I will tell you my strategy first. I used to have a draft board with players ranked of mine the way I wanted it and the ones that I wanted on my team and the ones that I didn't want on my team. And I was had all these papers and I was really into the draft process. Later on, that evolved to kind of just, well, I'll just wait to see who's available. Yep. <laughs> so I'm curious on what you do. What is your strategy when it comes to drafting? All right, so so in all transparency, this is only my second year properly playing fantasy. Right? Okay. So I've only got 42 teams this year, which is a, <laughs> is a knockdown from last year. Most of those are best ball because a lot of that's just kind of okay. one and done. And I learned, ball, I learned yeah. that last year. Yeah, one and done, just kind of throw everything in there and hope for the best, right? Um, so I've read loads of books, loads of strategy books, you know, you know, drafting for dummies, get your tears, sort out all this, and then I realized that's a lot of, that's a lot of hard work. It is. You put a lot, a lot of time into that. You got a lot of time and a lot of effort into that for something which, and, and this is where I think the UK is kind of, we need to kind of put a little slant on that. There's no money involved in it for fantasy over here. Okay, I know it's charity and stuff like that. So it's not a business. It's not, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. It just adds to the enjoyment of the game, right? That's so, right. You see all these fantasy analysts on Twitter and you see them all, oh, break this down, do that. And it's like, really? And then you kind of forget that, you know, DraftKings and money and everyone bets on it. And it's huge over in the States. It's like, okay, that kind of makes a lot more sense. But over here, it's like, it's a bit of fun. It adds to the enjoyment and it's a bit of like a banter of the Orkney. But, you know, we have a load of banter on the WhatsApp chat and whatever else. So it's more on that front. So I don't, I kind of went, oh, I could read all this stuff and I could really delve into it. Or... I could just kind of see where the chips lie when it's my go. And and if you've seen any draft that I've done, I've got, there's a couple of players that I go, I really want to get that guy this year. If I have to get, like this year, 
didn't matter where I went, I wanted to get Ayuk in of every team because mm. I just knew he was going to go off. Well. Like, yeah, so I knew he was going to go off. And Laporta was another one that I thought was going to be like a perfect fit. At the point. In the grass, but yeah. I started Hawkinson, you know, yeah, Hawkinson left, and Hawkinson was a start, a stud at Detroit, and it was like, well, there was nobody else in Detroit. Laporta was going to step in and do exactly the same thing. So I was big on him. But anything else is like, well, what's the best available when I get there? Or, you know, am I at the head of the chain or, or am I in a am I in a QB rush? I better jump in in a QB. And I've done badly on QBs in, in a lot of my teams because I've kind of gone, ah, I can wait and see what's available down later on. Reading a couple of books, you know, never take a QB and the first three round, or four rounds, right? Three or four wait. rounds, and then you look up, you suddenly look at what's left, and you go, Oh, oh great! I've got, I've got Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Ritter was my starter somewhere yeah, this I week, got, and it's like, well, I, I have one team. I have uh, Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell as my. I got Gardner Minshew in a super flex league. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, strategy-wise, it's kind of like I'm just still winging. I'm still learning where I'm going. So it's when I when it's my go, and if I get tagged, I'm gonna remember who it is. Because <laughs> there's you know with that many leagues, sometimes I've missed a few and just gone in and gone who did I, oh, oh, I yeah. have to do. Um, obviously, if I was lucky enough to be early in any drafts, McCaffrey was a, a shoe in for you know whatever pick I had. If I was a picking first, McCaffrey was always in there. But um, anything else has always been like. Oh, what's a, what's the number one what's the adp but i haven't looked at adp so much on sleeper because i think sleepers a bit yeah, they're adp kind of out of whack especially in the sleeper yeah completely leagues, i think yeah. and the ppr they don't seem to yeah there's nothing they, they don't seem to tailor it to whatever league and whatever scoring you've got to that league it's kind of like a generic thing so you can easily go in and go oh look that's the number one adp it's the highest value and you're like it's jonathan taylor he's on pup list for four weeks you're yeah, not going to take, take him right now. it's like why would you yeah. take makes no yeah so yeah it's been a bit of a that so it's based on hunches gut but also mm. you know nothing massively in terms of strategy it's not been that sort of thing i've just kind of gone in and see what's available and hope that i don't make a complete fool of myself and i have on occasions the first time Game i played time. fantasy football i was in high school a junior in high school i don't know how that relates to the uk school system but i was uh about uh 16 17 years old yeah okay and yeah it, this was so long ago that we did not have the esp and fantasy leagues mm. it was a mail-in league so they would oh, mail wow. you a package each week you would have to write your starters down and if you wanted a free agent you would write down the yeah, free agent that. and the list that you wanted first second third fourth and then you would mail it back <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I would say that, yeah, bizarre. I mean, I did try fantasy, I say, about 10 years ago in the UK, maybe, maybe longer. Um, and it, it was, it wasn't mailing, obviously, but it was like, I think it was Yahoo or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yahoo, I'm not a big fan but it's not bad. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not bad. I, I mean, now it's probably not, but back then it was awful. Yeah. It was, oh, it was yeah. awful for the UK guys, right? Because yeah, we didn't I have any, we had no access. Years ago. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible team. But we had no access to, like, data or any of the stats. Mm. Like, no, we were UK. We were just like, oh, I like that player. I like that team. And, <laughs> yeah. and that was all you kind of went on. And it just died a horrible death because yes. you know, you've kept forgetting to check in and whatever else. Now it's a bit different. Sleeper is, Sleeper has revolutionized fantasy. Oh, certainly. 
the ESPN look like uh, minor leagues in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and 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 let's not talk NFL because that, 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 that that's that's ancient. a clunky beat. Oh my god, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah, and it's wow. a shame because it seems like that a lot of you know a lot of players are holding on to that going. This was a great tool and whatever else, and it, you can see that. But the world's moved on, and everyone just wants instant access on their phone. And mm. you know, Sleeper is just great for that instant access stuff. So it's made it a lot more open. That uh, I will take. It still has its niggles, yeah. yeah but I'll, I'll take it over, trying to work it on. And I've got another another league does it on MFL, and you're like, oh, this is such a clunky way of doing it on your phone. It's horrible. So yeah, I, I like your way of drafting. I have learned that you know I can win. By drafting players I don't like, mm. right? <laughs> I'm still I never feel, <laughs> you know, like I'm really proud of that team because then I find myself rooting for players I don't want to succeed. Mm. Like I don't want any Eagles or Giants or Washington Commanders player to ever succeed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't it's like I think I didn't want my like UB. Yeah, it was I think in one of my leagues I had Dallas, the Dallas defense last night, and it's like yeah. I don't care, <laughs> I don't care. And so I, I usually steer away from players I don't like, and I, I have almost all my teams are having very similar players, so they either all do well or they all do poorly. Hmm. But at least you know I, I pull for the players I like, and uh, I like I like it when my teams win. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's for fun. So I draft the guys I and like. I suppose that's that's different. Yeah, it's different. And you know, I haven't quite got to the stay away from the Homer picks. You know, you're still going to pick players that you like, whatever else. I've not quite got into the don't ever pick a Seahawk or don't ever pick a Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Although, no, actually, you know, I think I picked the Cowboys defense in general yeah. because you know it seemed like a sensible pick at the time. <laughs> but that was about that's about the limit. I haven't got CDM. Yeah. I haven't got Dak. I haven't got any. Of it. It, it was almost like yeah, stay away. Every other team was open, but. I couldn't pick a cowboy. Couldn't Only pick. recently I've been able to take the Niners on my team in the last. Well, you have to, years. right? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. If you I want to win in fantasy, that. you got to put some Niners in there somewhere. Yeah, they're too good not to have a couple on there, I guess. Okay, Gary, I think uh, I, I like your strategy. I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Real quick. What is the most important position group to fill first? Or just the most important position group. Running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. What is the most important? Uh, Using the Orkney Bowl as our template scoring. System. Okay, you right. That, that narrows it down a little bit, I suppose. Um, it, it has to be QB now. It used to be. I know it used to be fill your running backs and get your workers, but you don't get workhorse running backs anymore. There's too much running backs by committee. There's too much, you know, sharing the load around. Okay, you've get the the odd anomaly. You know, you get Saquon at the Giants, or you get CMC, where you know you have to get him in. But most places now are running backs. You got three, four, and who do you pick and whatever else. You know? Yeah. So it's it's a tricky one. It used to be, you know, everything was running back, but the amount of points that get put up by mobile using their legs qbs or you know hurts mahomes people like that who are just you know racking up more points than a running back is or more points than your general your wide receivers it has to be has to you have to get it it's one of those interesting ones if you get a top five qb you've got to be getting a top five q if you're if you're picking early you've got to get a qb early 
if you're seven, eight, nine, ten, then you've got to be looking at an elite wide receiver. I think it depends on where you're drafting. It's a really tricky situation. I think if if you're if you're not getting, let's say Mahomes, Chase, Hurts, Fields, and another, and you know that fifth one is always like a, a toss up of who you're going to get. Then you've got to be looking at JJ. You've got to be looking at your your consistent point scorers and that's where it gets tricky so who's going to consistently score you points um yeah so qbs and wide receivers i think it's a passing league now it's gone away from running backs it's gone away from a workhorse running back you've got to be getting your elite qbs and your wide receivers it's got to be your target or should be your target not that i mean i know the theory whether or not i do that is a different matter altogether yeah, same here. There'll be a there'll be a top five wide receiver that I like AJ Brown. I'm like, well, I don't yeah. want AJ Brown. <laughs> Who else is left? Oh no. And then I'm over here going a like, pink tag oh, Dell. Yeah. And I always end up, you know, getting the guy I shouldn't get, and just taking yep. AJ Brown. But uh, that's okay. I'm with you on that. Uh, I agree. I remember the days that the team that had the best running backs. Always won, period. Yeah. Or who had the most depth at running back? Always won, no matter what. It was already done. Week one, you just knew. But you just knew that that's the team. A lot. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if that's because of the sleeper scoring system, because now you can have you know a lot more wide receiver spots and the flex spots and then the super mm. flex. It just changes everything. The whole complexion of the scoring system. Yeah. yeah. All right, what do we got next, Johnny? Last week, we talked about the Detroit Lions because they had just whooped up. I believe it was the Bears at the time, right? And just yeah. killed them, embarrassed them, and they looked awesome on offense. Now, Miami Dolphins, I just read that they have the NFL record speed, for yard, speed, point, speed, speed. And the top seven speed players in the NFL are all on the Dolphins. Their offense is lights out. Mm-hmm. So they have so many stars. He didn't even put Tyreek Hill on this list because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's you, like, know you gotta have Tyreek Hill. You haven't even got Tua on there. I mean, Yeah, we don't even have Tua. Well, yeah, you're gonna play Tua right now at this point. Well, actually, it looks like I have the picture of Tyreek Hill, but I forgot to put his name on it, and I forgot to put Etienne on it. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that is, because, because that's I the cheetah there in a the corner, isn't it? Because I tried to squeeze in Claypool because it just arrived. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and just think, I think Jeff Wilson is is on the team Jeff as well, Wilson right? He's, still he's, on IR, IR, but, come back. he's on IR, but he's not rushing back. There's yeah, no need to rush back just now. imagine when he comes back. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so, so basically you've got A-Chain, Hill. Did A-Chain have the fastest run then? How did it with the next play? Yep, A-Chain was 21.8 miles an hour and then Hill came in and did 22 miles an hour. Yeah, didn't score a touchdown with it. Yeah, and I, I was watching it. Red Zone when they did that. Yeah, and most that was pretty fast as well. And Waddle's pretty fast. Yeah, most had the number three fastest, I believe. Yeah. So the only the top seven, there are three players: Hill yeah. number one, H chain number two, and then Mostert, and then the other four fastest speeds are all and Hill and Hill, H chain, and, H-A-N and, H-A-N and Mostert. <laughs> I mean, the top seven. And then they've added Chase Claypool, who's no slouch. And then you have Waddle that had a good game today. Uh, it was nice to see him get his TD finally. Yeah, 
that. So yeah. it's almost an embarrassment of riches there, but you can say this thing, you know, the Niners have got that sort of similar thing where people look at it and go, that's just not fair. You've got, you know, Ayuk and CMC and yeah. Kittle and it, and it, but it, this is just, it's just pure speed, isn't it? You know, McDaniels has just gone out and gone, I want to run quick. I want to do, you know, motions and you're just not going to be able, you can't cover all of these. You can't keep up with all of these. That's right. The only, the only potential sort of, you know, if you can get to two early, you know, the O-line's not quite up to the, get, but then I'm saying you've got to give them time to get open, but you don't really need to give Tyreek Hill that much time to get open, right? It's the first step, or the yeah. first two steps and he's gone. So yeah, some of those, some of the lanes that they're opening on their running game, they've obviously borrowed heavily from, you know, McDaniel's time in, in the West Coast. So he's taken a lot of the motion. He's taken a lot of the pre-snap work with him. And it's, you know, it's paying dividends down there in Florida. But yeah, it's a, the only yeah, I think the only weakness I would suggest on the offense is that the tight end, who's not very mentioned in any of the, you know, the conversations. Putting up, you know, I think he's top 10 right now. Let me see. Let me go into sleep. Let me find out where he is in our, let's see, players, tight end, 2023 season in points. Smith is uh, top 20. Yeah, so he's not up there as high as I thought. There's only one ball, right? That's the oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I had ADP. Let me change this. Yeah, that's right. There is there is only one ball. And, uh, you know, it. Uh, <laughs> when there's only one ball, who are you going to – that leads to the question I have with, like, mm-hmm. Mostert and A-Chain. Are they must starts every week now? I mean, there's two running backs. There's one ball, right? Mm-hmm. There's already got Waddle and Hill. Do you, I mean, you got to start Waddle every week, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, it's that's a toughie though, isn't it? Because you think you'd like to start Hill, but you've got to think that teams are going to start doubling Hill, which should then lead to Waddle starting to eat a lot more. The running back situation is a tricky one because you'd think, can you afford for them both to start and have those, that's your running back, you know, room for that week? Because what happens if, you know, most it gets a hot hand and, you know, McDaniels just sticks with him and HN just sitting on the bench or coming in for third down or whatever else? It, it, yeah, I'd almost say that I, HN is probably a more start, a, a better bet for starting than most it now. Time, yeah. I think he's 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 on the, he's on the ups whereas they know what you know they know what Raheem can do and he still you know can do it very well but I think they like Achan a little more because you know he's theirs he's their rookie he's come through and stuff so it's a tough one but yeah I, you you've got to you definitely gone away wanting to get some Miami offense into your into your team in whatever way you can but unfortunately yeah. they're all going to be costly now exactly it's one of those things that you know, you, you want Achan on your team. That every week you're wondering, is he going to get his touches? Is he going to get enough feeds? Is he going to get right. enough touch? Oh, and although what is he getting? I think this week he got something insane, like 16 yards a carry. Or the, it was some yeah, the first ludicrous half, man, He was oh my god! The first three carries, I think he had 100 yards. <laughs> Just like and so you watch, you see some of them, and he's like, he's, nobody's even laying a hand on him, and yeah. he's like. Phew. It's crazy. That Dolphins offense, I haven't seen one like that since the Rams back in the early 2000s when they had Falk and Warner mm. and uh, Isaac Bruce, Corey Holt. That was an amazing offense. Uh, 
even their third wide receiver, shoot, I can't remember his name now. It was a funny name. They were awesome. They were awesome. And, uh, yeah, this Dolphin offense, I think, is for real. Until Mm -hmm. Tua gets hurt. Until Tua gets hurt. Or, you know, they come up against a division rival because Buffalo kind of gave them a a, a bit of a hiding, which is weird when you consider where Buffalo have ended up after that. It was, you know... You know, Miami Maybe came off the, the 70-20. And yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it's an up and down. When they fire, they're absolutely terrifying. But it, they look like they can get off the boil as well. So I'd love to know Luke's a... uh, uh, opinion on this. Uh, let's see if he's here. Luke is a huge Dolphins fan. But by the way, next week we'll be doing the 49ers, I believe. So, yeah. doing it. Oh, I see. I like that. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, I think we have a believe it or not segment up next, Gary. So, what is this? These are up to week four. We do not have the week five stats. We did not have time to update the current rankings. These are week four rankings based on their point totals in the Courtney mm-hmm. Bowl point system. Such as Russell Wilson was the number eight QB. Top 10 QB with 101 points. So, do you believe it or not? Are you going to keep starting him or are you going to keep him on the bench? No, he's definitely going to be on the bench. I mean, it just shows that how much of a drop-off some of the other bigger QBs have had that he's in the top 10. Because the Denver Broncos are bad. It's a yeah, bad team. They are terrible. Bad man. team. And he's bad. He's cooked now. Russell is cooked. I mean, <laughs> we thought last year was teething issues and whatever else. It's just a bad team. How was he in a top 10? And then you think, well, hang on, Burrow's been injured. You know, a couple of, a couple of guys really haven't fired yet and whatever else. So, yeah, I, I'm shocked that he's that high, but I don't imagine he'll definitely, uh, no way in the world will he stay in the top 10 after another couple of weeks yeah i think that uh if you can sell high on wilson yeah, somebody wants to take him yeah off, right uh he has he was showing his decline the last two seasons in seattle which as a yeah. niner seattle game, got seattle you were seeing oh, oh, i'm so glad that he's out of the division he used to torture us all the time but <laughs> seattle fleeced denver at the absolutely the best time to trade yeah. in what a trade that trade just gets better and better for seattle every year it's so painful to watch because yes. they've restocked they've restacked and they're they're building a great team in seattle off of the back of the fleecing denver and they must be laughing all the way to the well, denver can't be laughing all the way to the bank because they then extended his massive contract a huge deal and it's like why did you do that when you have and then go and get sean payton who doesn't want russell wilson as his qb so there's something brewing in Denver that's going to go horribly wrong soon enough, and I cannot wait to see it. But you know they're stuck with Wilson. You know he signed yeah. what that five guaranteed deal, like two seventy or something, eight yeah, million like... guaranteed or something like that. I don't know if Johnny can look that up and put that in the chat box, but that was amazing. And you yeah. know, the thing is, Russell Wilson was probably a guaranteed Hall of Fame quarterback if he stayed with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be the focal point. He wanted to cook. He wanted to be Danger Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted out. He forced his way out. And that trade probably is going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. 
Gino is doing that all by, I mean, mm. Gino's looking like the, uh, well, the Hall of Fame quarterback right now. It's the system in Seattle, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting to see when, you know, Seattle got rid of, finally got rid of Russell Wilson. And the first thing they do in the draft is take two offensive linemen. Whereas for 10 years, they hadn't even bothered to get anybody <laughs> to protect him. It was almost like a slap in the face. But yeah, and, I, and Geno Smith getting comeback player of the year still irks me from last year, to be honest. But he only came back from being just not very good anywhere else. So what did he come back from? So Russell Wilson had 23 points this week, and he's still number eight. So, yeah. It was against the Bears, though, right? It was against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you got to temper that a little bit. All right. Who do we have next? Believe it or not, is... Who do we got? Justin Fields. Well, actually, I think after this week, he's gone He's gone up. Let's see. What rank is he yeah. now? As of now, he is I the think... number three. Quarterback in the yeah. Orkney Bowl, and he's got a, and he's got a good set of games coming up where he can start to go back to that sort of scoring a lot. I think I saw something on Twitter that he's actually outscoring his 2022 um, projection at the moment. So even though the Bears are a bad team, even though, <laughs> and they are, they are bad. I mean, they lost to Denver. Yeah. Did they lose? To, yeah. No, they somehow managed to beat them, but then didn't Denver manage to self-implode again? I, I can't remember, but either way, both two two of those are bad teams with, you know, QBs that are scoring well beyond what you expect them to be. You know, it, it could be a repeat of last year. Fields started slowly. People thought he was done. He's going to be a backup, you know, by the end of the year. And then he finished the season on fire. And he <laughs> could just now be heating up. But I had predicted, I think, in week one, that Justin Fields would be a backup by 2025. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm not feeling it, but I think he... I just saw what Johnny just put on the on the track around the bottom there. He's a dead cap value of 107 million dollars on Russell Wilson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so they, as you say, they're absolutely stuck with him. There's no way anyone's going to take that contract off their hands. No. So, wow. No. How do we feel about Fields? I mean, he's a, he's a he's a great athlete. He's a great athlete in a very bad team. Uh, so uh, you, you you would stay away from Fields, or you would start him? No, no, I'd still take him. I'd still take him because he's going to score your points. Because he's got no Chicago, nothing else. They're going to get to the stage like it was at the end of last year, where it was like Justin, you're just going to have to put it on your, your own shoulders and you know run with it do whatever do whatever it is you can to kind of and it was interesting because i thought the bears did uplift their offense this year for him get a few sort of more playmakers in but you know that it sounds to me like it's a organization that's just one bad mauling or one bad injury away from self-implosion you know the whole press conference last week whenever it was when justin was like well the reason i'm playing the way i am is coaching the defensive coordinator then leaves it's like for what reason no one knows no one really knows it's like oh, really? oh, i think some... we know i think we know i think we know but it's just like you're the fall guy but it, yeah it just seems to me like you well, know, no. all they need the fbi is... raided his house did they though yeah. is, that, is that was that rumored was that un... i thought that was unfounded and i thought that got blown out uh, i thought it actually oh. happened but i keep waiting they yeah 
Apparently, mm, they went to Chicago headquarters as well. That I, mm. that's something that Chicago keeps saying no comment about. So I, oh, that, when they don't comment, then you think mm, there's got to be smoke. There's got to be something going on there. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now I would probably go with Fields, even though earlier this season I said no. That you got to go with a hot hand, as you said. Yeah. Kyron Williams, I have him on several teams, probably at least a good 25, 30%, which is a high number. Mm -hmm. I've got 30 teams. So I got about 10 pairs of him, at least. Uh, Prior to this week, he was the number three running back. Right? Let's see where he is right now, right now. Let's see. He's probably not dropped too much, right? I mean, Uh, let's see. Kyron Williams. He is the number. Five running back. So you got some hot sauce on him there. I know how much you like hot sauce. Put some hot sauce, Williams. Put him out there and let him. Get him uh, out there. You've got to right. You've got to let him run because the the, the inevitable divorce that happened from you know Cam Akers get, had to get out of LA after last year. Somehow they managed to you know reintegrate him for the playoff run and whatever else. But it was never a long term fix and never going to work. And then. You know, literally shipped him out for peanuts to Minnesota. Which oh, yeah. a trade in itself because Can't Minnesota aren't even running the ball. What he's done, right? He's yeah. done. But yeah, so it's, this is a great one to pick and great one to have in your stable. Um, sometimes the Rams are better than I thought they would be this year. Quite frankly, I have them as a few people. I'm wavering. You know, they're in a tough division. No, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. I think you know us and the Seahawks will come out of our division and then. Oh, I don't know the rest of the NFC. Yeah, okay. The Rams have got a chance. Yeah. They've got a chance Falcons, of getting that wild card. Falcons, you got, you know, uh, shoot. Now you, the Buccaneers, you know, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are definitely, yeah. You know, I had the Falcons in that division. I did too, but then, you know, Mayfield's turned up and did Baker yeah. things. And, you know, so I was thinking interesting... the extra playoff team was going to be coming out of the NFC West. I did not have you know, I had the Cowboys and the Eagles out of the East. Eagles. One team out of the, the North. And the Only one? Team I, the... I, would have, I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought Minnesota and Detroit would have come out of the North. Minnesota, man. They're... But Minnesota, they, they, they've regressed from there. You know, well, they were so lucky last year with how many wins they got by the old One score wins, right? I think they were 5-0 yeah. and yeah. in the first six weeks with one score yeah. victories and this year they're 0 and 5 in the first 5 weeks. There's not 0 yeah. and 4 or something. Nico Collins. Something I know that I have a, a few friends in a few leagues that are really high on Nico right now giving up some big name players to get Nico. Yeah. How are you feeling about Nico? Believe it or not, is he here for real or is is it time for to put him back on the bench? Oh no, I I think you know, Stroud's airing it out. I think I, I caught some red zone yesterday when they were on, and it was, you know, he's putting it, you know, 300 yards plus a, a, you know, a game. They're not necessarily winning. Wait, am I getting them right? Am I getting Stroud and Young mixed up? I can't remember. Stroud is, is the Houston guy, yeah. He's the right. 300 okay. yards. So he's the one who's... Right now, Nico so... is number 11, by the way. Number 11. Yeah, uh, I got I a feeling that... Running back, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's head and shoulders above any other wide receiver they've got there in Houston. But I've got a feeling that Tank, Tank Dell's starting to come in and start to be 
taking that slot. So I would sell Nico if you've got him because he's quite high now. And I think if, I would I would sell him and try and see if you can maybe swap him for Dell because I think Dell's going to come through and see time. what you can get. Yeah. So in a dynasty, you would go with Dell over Nico. Perhaps yeah. in the Orkney Bowl, you'd stick with Collins over Dell. I might just dangle him out there and see what see if you get any bites. Yeah, this would be a good guy to get a running back for if uh, yeah. one kicks has. If you be kicks. Yeah, yeah. Johnny just said oh. that Tank Dell got injured. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I think he got bang. I got concussion or something. I didn't didn't he? Was it a, I thought he went out for concussion. So. That's a good. Mm. Yeah, just a quiet head injury. That's all we know. We don't know anything else. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I think he's in. I think he's in a protocol. Yeah. Yeah, with Interesting. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. I just acquired Nico and sold Barkley. Yeah. So right here, Luke traded Barkley. Flipped it the other way. Nico. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this. Not in our work league. This is a, a dynasty league. Which I like. That. Yeah. I like that because Barkley's, you know, the Giants defense. Sorry, sorry, Jonathan. The Giants are also another bad team who are being found out this year, you know. And I think the best of Barkley is over, to me. Yeah. And again, as we mentioned about running back. Yeah. Actually, with Bryce Young at the helm, Adam Thielen has been balling this year. With every year, yeah, Adam good game long. Yeah. The top 15 wide receiver. Rolling back the years. Rolling back the years. What's that, Gary? He's been rolling back the years now, isn't he? He's back to his Minnesota heyday. You yeah. know, he's scoring points. He's, he's a safety blanket. He, he balled out this week as well. I'm surprised, yes, but not surprised, if that makes sense. Yeah, Thielen's performed every year. I think last year he's had a little bit of a down year. But, hmm. uh, yeah, he's the number nine wide receiver right now at 33 years yeah. old. Wow. Yeah. So and he, and if you look at the again you look you look at the you know Panthers and you got well, you got Mingo's coming through the rookie you know you've got a lot of you know Chart is there but he he's a frustrating player is DJ Chark. Um and then you got Thielen who's your safety blanket he's always going to be he's like a Cooper Cup right he's not going to be flashy he's not going to be speedy he's not going to burn you but he's always going to be open he's always going to find the soft side he's always going to be a safety blanket for a, Q, a rookie QB I'm not in the least bit surprised that he's doing well. And yeah. you know, long may it continue if you've got yeah, it. You know, I like the guy. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud yeah. that he's up there. I like the guy. He's a good guy. So would you would you start him every week? I mean, be wide receiver three every week if it, yeah. yeah, certainly good enough for a wide receiver three. Certainly, yeah, <laughs> or especially when the flex spots right. All if right. you've got a flex spot, yeah, you've got to put him in. Who do we have next? Logan Thomas, number six. I think he's going to be higher this. I think he's going to higher. He had a big week. Yeah. I think he's going to be higher this week than he was. Uh, let's see. Where is he this week? Uh, oh, he dropped down a little bit, looks like. He is the number 11 tight end. It's because George Kittle had a week. Oh, God. A couple, yeah, of tight ends, couple, of, couple of tight ends had a good week. That's why. So it's not surprising that he's gone south yeah. after a couple of big tight end weeks. So do you believe Logan Thomas being back and injury-free and starting every week as tight end one? You'd, you'd be comfortable with that. I prefer Laporta, but, you know, that's just me. I said, I'm just really high on him. That's why. What about Pitts um, or Thomas? Thomas? Pitts or Thomas? Oh, God, no. Thomas. Yeah. Pitts is just a – you just stay away from Pitts after yeah. last year. Oh, my God. 
have to stay away from pits. I mean, and Atlanta have got two stud running backs. You you don't want to touch any receiving tight end in Atlanta because all they're going to do is feed the running backs the ball. You're not going to go and get Bijan Robinson and have Tyler Tyler Jair and not give them the ball, mm. right? And uh, you know, it, they're a run first team, so you don't want to be wasting time. If you can get Thomas over Pitts, I'd take Thomas because Sam Howell loves his tight ends, and you know, it's a safety blanket. The guy's back; he's a big body, and he's, yeah, get Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I have I have a lot of pits, and I have this one guy in another league. He, he, he every week he rails against pits, but he won't take anything but a top five first round pick for him, and I don't know why. <laughs> but I'm not yeah, giving that. But it, but the thing is, pits should be that he should be. Yeah. But he's not. He's not. And he, you know, he's he should be that, that. That's the kind of pick you should be getting for that guy because he is a he's a freak on athlete. He should be way up there, but he's just either in the wrong team he's just not got the connection with the key don't know what it is but yeah he's a yeah. big disappointment big bust. in there and with the run for the yeah. offense tight ends usually fare fairly well yeah. yeah yeah i think johnny might be yeah. right maybe it's the wrong qb but ritter had a good week this week we'll see how the falcons do he's not lost at home for four years i think the stat was you know didn't lose at home at college. He hasn't lost at home as a starting yeah. QB for the Falcon. Can't play away from yeah. Atlanta, I love but... stories like that. I love stories like that. Yeah. So go Ritter. All right. I think it's time for our picks, Gary. What do we got next? Do we have another player? It's time for our Monday night picks. I think we have the Packers versus what? The Raiders. Raiders. You want to go first, Gary, or you want me to tell you my pick? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to the Packers all the way. 100% the Green Bay Packers will destroy the Raiders. Destroy. Well, I say destroy 10 plus points. (laughs) I don't don't know because Josh Jacobs is due a game, right? And the Packers have a tendency of letting running backs run on them. So I don't know. I don't know. But then Raiders are led by Jimmy, and you can never back on Jimmy. So, yeah, I'll take the Packers probably by my three or four, but I wouldn't. Mm. So, Tony, who do you even know? It... Uh, yes, I have that. Yeah. You're going with the Packers as well. And so is Pace. And so is Pace. So it's, a, it's a straight four way. All four of us are going with the Packers. Is that right, Gary? Yeah. Love, yes. believe it or not. Yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, I'm an iring. I'm on the fence, but yeah, I think, I think the Packers, if they, yeah, if that's a big one. If Jones is fully fit and Aaron Jones is running, then, yeah, the Packers will probably eat the clock and do enough there. And Jimmy will always give you at least two picks, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Luke wanted to know if Jones was fully fit. I I think he's back all the way, but I'm not 100% on that. I haven't seen any injury news about Jones being hurt this season. Well, he's, this he's still questionable, but I'm hoping he's playing. But I think hmm. I've got Musgrove on my bench just in case he doesn't play. Because Musgrove's going to um, be did Musgrove going? Musgrove, is he going to be back from... Yeah, he's, he's not. In the, he's not uh, I think he's back. But I think I've, I've already won my game in the Bowl this week, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, I've just... Uh, I've got him in my home league, Jones, and I've got no replacement, so I'm hoping he does play. And I'm up, yeah. I'm up against Jimmy G, so I'm hoping he has an absolute stinker. 
it's a Monday night game. Jimmy G will probably step out of the end zone. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not bitter about that Sunday night primetime game. Staying up till 5 a.m. in the UK watching Jimmy G step out of the end zone against Denver last year. That not a, Not a wait. Not a waste of five hours that I can never get back. I'm pretty sure Duggerson. Yeah. I'm also up against Miles. I'm hoping Miles doesn't play very well. So. He gets too much hate. He hasn't been terrible. He's been Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. He's been Jimmy. Maybe. I think Adams is out. Right. What? Adams is out. Which Adams? I didn't know he was out. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, which Adams? Uh, Devante Adams one day. Well, this was one day ago. Uh, game time decision. Oh. Hmm. He'll be fine. He'll play. Yeah, he'll play. He'll, he'll want to play against Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, former team, right? He's going to be pumped. And that could be that could be the interesting one. You know, Javante could just take that game over if he's really up for it and just says to Jimmy, just feed me the ball. Just get me the ball. I'll, I'm going to take this on. Could be. Could be one of those. All right. So what do we have next? We have our lock of the week. I believe. So I'll, let, I'll let you know what Pez is in. All right. What is Pez have for his lock of the week? The 49ers, and the 40, I also have the 49ers. The 49ers. All right. I want to, you know, I, I made these predictions before the week five games. So I, I'm going to look at your your message here, and I think I might be, uh, let's see. Lock of the week. I am also going to go with the 49ers. The 49ers, yes. Yes. I cannot believe they're only giving three and a half points to the Browns. Sorry, yeah, Ben. That's no. I like you, mate. But I can't. I don't think the uh, the Browns are going to stay on the field. They could be closer than the Cowboys, certainly. But I am going with the 49ers to win by yeah, outright certainly. More than yeah, more than three. That's a crazy. That's a crazy line. Yeah. That's going to surely. That's going to stretch during the week after after what happened this morning. Then that I'm surprised that that's well. That that was it. That was the odds this morning when I looked on. Skybet because they didn't have odds. They didn't have the line yesterday. They had it this morning. The list has not woken up, and they've just said, oh, "There you go." Well, uh, somebody's somebody's missed a two off the front of that. That's what they've realised. It should be twenty-two point <laughs> yeah, five. I think. Yeah. Well, the Browns aren't okay. that bad of a team. Well, they got they got uh, the goals at fourteen and a half or something against the Giants. It should probably be a lot more than that as well, to be honest. But... Yeah, they got they got the Dolphins at fourteen and a half over the Panthers. So. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, and again, it's Sky, right? Sky have a bias against the Niners. Maybe. So. Maybe. Well, they'll, they'll no, they do. I will definitely the Niners has the lock over the Browns. All right. I'm going a little bit left field because that's, that's a no-brainer. I mean, everyone knows that's going to work. But I reckon the, the Saints over the Texans is a, is a lock there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that. That's uh, I like that pick. I like that. Just because, you know. Just because, just rather than just being so at home, the field, you know. Are the Saints a favourite there, right? No. Yes. Two and a half. Yeah. No. No. They. They have the Texans as fa- No way. Yeah. Texas two and a, no. Yeah. These lines are crazy. Uh. 
There's no way they have the Texans as favorites. The, the, the Saints just won by like what thirty points? Thirty four now. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. That's right, Johnny. Right? That's... Yeah, according to that, it is. Yeah, but surely there must be something wrong. Everybody should go on Skybet and have a bet on that one. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get check. On, get some money on that. I mean, just get on the Skybet. I'm sorry, you got it. Yeah. Well, if that, that's that, true, then that you get on Skybet. That's a double right there. Surely you just got to go in there and get that. Well, that was a I screenshot mean... this morning. I sent you. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna look at the sports line. Let's see what sports line has. Let's see the sports line. There isn't even a sports one for the 49ers, it's blank. Yeah, the Saints are minus two and a half. Yeah, the Saints are two and a half point under uh, favorites. That's right. Okay. That's what it is in Skybet as well. Yeah. And here on Sportsline, the line for the Niners have moved to four and a half. Still, it's not a lot. Even that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe maybe they're thinking the Browns defense is better than the Dallas defense? Is it in Cleveland? Yep. They're a bit mental at home, so. But still, they, they should still. The dog pound. Still, they should still win. Surprised with that. But I would take the Niners because we don't use the spreads, but we use it only as to pick our lock because we have to pick a favorite. Mm. And, and then, so the way the way Doug's been going on this morning, probably going to be MVP. So. so we have three 49ers. Uh, MVP is CMC this year. Yeah. Yep. And so. the underdog of the week. Now, you can pick Ooh. any underdog you want. It doesn't matter a point spread because we just do straight out wins. Uh, oh, Donnie, who do you Pez have? Uh, I'll just have a look. Underdog. Pez has gone for the Buccaneers. And I've gone for the Bears. I was going to go Seattle because they're not favorite to win that game, but I went for the Bears. Went for the Bears. I, You've really gone for one after last night's games, yeah. Yeah, I I'm changing my <laughs> underdog. <laughs> I would I, I would I would do that too before anybody else sees that one because that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I I I'm not really happy. You did not pick the Patriots. Please tell me you did not pick the Patriots. Well, it was the Patriots. Alleged, allegedly, he did pick the Patriots, but it's allowed to change because it's not gone on yet. So, who are you going now then? All right, I'm just taking a look here. You know, the Patriots are plus three. The Bucks are plus three. Wow, look at that. I can't believe that the Jets are only six-and-a-half-point underdogs to the uh, to the Eagles. That is shocking. The Eagles have not been good this year. They have not clicked yet. Yeah, but they've done enough to win. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Like I said, the, the Bears are underdogs, and so are Seattle underdogs against Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I'm going with, actually. I'm going to go with uh, Pez's favorite team. Keep it in the NFC West out here with my lock and underdog. I'm going with the Seahawks. Well, he's not going to like that one. Underdog of the week. All right. Yeah. This will be interesting. I'm going to throw this one in here. You're going to enjoy this one. All right, what do you got? I'm going... I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I, I looked at that. I was this close. NFC West well, always take points, always beat each other. I had, I had the Cardinals yesterday, but obviously that looked good for a little while, but then sort of fell away when yeah. Chase woke up. Yeah. I, I got quite, they are quite frisky. <laughs> Just for my playoff playoff prediction. Yeah. yeah. And I got Pukka no, and Kyron Williams on my team. So... I got a, I got a full throw. Yeah. 
You gotta, you gotta hope that that's not gonna come through then. But I don't know. I got a sneaky. It's NFC West. It's it's, It'll be a it's shootout, a sneaky division. We all, yeah, it's gonna be a shootout. We always take, we always, you know, share games between teams. So. Yeah, that NFC West is a tough division, man. They always kill themselves. High scoring affairs. But I think the most brutal division is. Yeah, so it's can you cannibalize? That's why you never get a first. Yeah. You never get an you never get like number one seed coming out of the NFC West apart. I think maybe this year, maybe. But you know, we always take you know, Seattle always takes a game off of us, and we always take the the Rams. The Rams always you know, the, the yeah, it's like one of those. So I think I got a sneaky suspicion, and I know my I know Jason will enjoy the fact that I've called the Cardinals. All right, so that wraps it up. It puts us right at one hour. Our goal is to have it at 30 minutes. That one hour is okay. <laughs> one, we'll never have a 30 minute show. Not with should have, well, should have told me that at the beginning. You go between <laughs> an hour, uh, 30 minutes and an hour because obviously I've got to shoot away issues and pick up the youngest for school. That's right. That's why so, we do half past one. So we, have, so we have to cut it off so we can't overrun. Yes. And I, I have uh, uh, children kind of, ready to go of. to bed because it's quite late here. So I am off as well. Gary, I love that you came. I hope we can have you back on for maybe a sports wrap up later in the season. And uh, we can look at some of our picks and predictions and see if we were right. Wrong. Yeah. You can laugh, you can laugh and, at my uh, opening. So uh, yeah. nice to have you here. Thank you. And Johnny, as always, great job on putting everything together and putting some yeah. stats on there. I love the update on the Russell Wilson contract with the dead money. That was good info. Wow. Uh, Google to to see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're not sharing your screen tapping tapping, tapping. All right, okay. guys. Fun. for that uh, Gary uh, just to remind you uh, Johnny you would on. like for you to stay on after the show is over for the video to finish uploading okay no so for that we are out thank you everyone yeah no worries see you next week well see you Tuesday yeah <laughs>